Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's uh, it's time for another wrestling pay-per-view peeps. And because of that, the Getting Over guys are here to bring you all the information for all the upcoming matches and all the predictions. We've even got special guest predictions for this one. That's right. You too could send in your predictions to CookieCast, to the Getting Over guys, and we... We'll get them on the uh, podcast. How about that? Yeah, that's the thing. There's a video for this. And to watch that video, you'd have to go to YouTube while you're there. A little click of the subscribe button. Big help to everyone. And if you're already a subscriber, big thank you to you. You're helping us out. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast getting over. everyone it is that time again getting over boys are here as it is pay-per-view weekend coming up so as per usual we have mr matthew Moore. hello mr andy cook hello <laughs> and mr paul williams who is awakening from his summer slumber to reverse hibernate by the look of him for the uh, youtube watchers just there it's correct are we all some, some little well, some little animals hibernating on, on his top lip at the moment. It's not very hairy, but you know. <laughs> is, it, is, is it for the cause or is it an accident? Oh, he's giving it a silent Just a bit of a can't be asked to shave properly, actually. <laughs> and welcome to lockdown, everybody. Um, so, yeah, it's, as I say, it's that, it's that time again. Survivor Series has rolled around. It must mean it's, it's almost Thanksgiving in America, which... Uh, the NFL boys will know a bit more about at this point, so uh, go and give them a listen as well. Um, last time out, predictions title-wise, Paul got that decisive win and made it two wins on the bounce. But would third time be the charm at the closest event to Halloween? Or would have another one of us put their spell on the predictions title? You're welcome. I spent ages writing that. Um, so, I got to in no particular control. order... In no particular order, other than the particular order. Ah, it's reverted to form again. Anybody want to hazard a guess who came last? That's right. Uh. Regular listeners will know. That will be me then. So yeah, um, we, had, we had a possible six points up for grabs at Hell in a Cell. And I scored a whopping three. Yeah. Um, second place was shared. Mr. Moore and Mr. Williams. So that means we have a new champion, ladies and gentlemen. It is time to announce the new reigning defending Cookie Cast Presents getting over predictions title holder, Mr. Andy Cook. I feel even worse now that I realised halfway through your announcement that I've left the title out of reach. <laughs> well, well, it's it's clearly out of reach of Paul at this point in time, since he's now having to to hand it over. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that, so there we go. So out of a, out of a possible six points, Andy, you took five. And I mean, I, very we good. Never, 
we've never we've never had a clean sweep on the predictions, and I don't want to rub this in too much, but it's because you picked no result in the Elias and Jeff Hardy match when everybody else got that match right. So, so yeah, so we, we were all from the off. We were all one point up, and then us three, particularly me, completely goosed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm never gonna see that shiny title again. Um, but yeah, so overall, I thought. Hell in a Cell was, was actually a pretty solid pay-per-view. Um, I don't think anybody was expecting like a WrestleMania quality card, but it, it's always kind of nice when you're not expect, expecting miracles. But it was a bit of a low-key like, banger, really. It was it was solid from top to bottom. Um, obviously, a little disappointed in the uh, end result with Drew McIntyre dropping the WWE title to Randy Orton. I'm sure that certain members of the podcast will have been... Uh, Happy to see that that go, especially obviously Andy taking the point from that as well. And the one time Matt that you didn't go with all faithful. <laughs> it's the first thing I said when I saw the results. <laughs> one time I turned my back on him. <laughs> well, it just just to kick kick me and you at that point as well. Paul Paul also took a point on that one, but it wasn't enough to keep hold of the title, as we said. Um, one thing that did get added to the card that we didn't get a chance to discuss last time out was that um, Otis ended up defending the Money in the Bank briefcase against The Miz after all the court case shenanigans and everything that they've been going on on SmackDown for the last however long. It finally came down to a match and The Miz won. So we now have a new Money in the Bank holder. Um, quite happy about that. And thought Otis is a, is a cool character and everything, but like... He's, he's too much of like the good guy. He, like I, I think that the case works better with a bad guy personally, and I don't know if it would have been that believable for him to go up against like Reigns or McIntyre or Orton, depending on whichever way it went. But very happy to see the Miz in that spot because I think he'll uh, he'll he'll absolutely make it his own like last time. Um, do you guys seen any of the shenanigans since with the Miz or? It's been like obviously like bits of like obviously I saw the one where he tried to cash it in um, last week on Raw, um, and then obviously Drew McIntyre stopped him. Yeah, that understatement. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's he been? It has been quite. He's been quite good with it, kind of thing. Like obviously doing his kind of heel shit, and obviously. Um, Morrison is like a hype man for him as well. It's always it's always good. And I know like when Morrison first came back, and then obviously was immediately then put with the Miz. You kind of like ah, oh. it was a bit disappointing because obviously Morrison had gone done something quite good outside of WWE. Uh, but then when he came back straight back to with the Miz, but it kind of works quite nicely at the moment. It's a kind of it's kind of it's it's healy but also funny as well. Which I think sometimes is missing. Yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've enjoyed seeing them two together. It'd be, be interesting if Miz does cash it in successfully. How that dynamic changes? Um, will it be a way of getting Morrison kind of that extra step up the ladder? Not sure, but I think it's definitely got a lot more legs now that uh, you know Miz is holding the case. Uh, we've we're not gonna because we've because we've got one of the big events of the year. We're not, I'm not going to go too much into the stuff that's happened massively between um, Hell in a Cell and Survivor Series, but 
there are a few little bits that have, have cropped up over the last week uh, or so that are, are worth mentioning as well. I think um, one thing to note is that after been an absentee for months from the NXT women's roster, Chelsea Green finally makes a reappearance with a big call-up to SmackDown and was put into a fatal four-way match where the winner was going to represent the women's SmackDown team at Survivor Series. Unfortunately for her, less than five minutes into her SmackDown debut, she's broken a wrist. So it's kind of very bittersweet evening for her. Um, it's a shame as well, like, really, really, like, solid, like, wrestler from, from what I've seen of her. It was sort of looking forward to seeing what she, what she had on the main roster, but it looks like that's been put on hiatus now until this wrist heals up. Really, really tough break. That, um, so, yeah, that's... It's, it's just unfortunate. Um, it seems to all be happening around the uh, the women's division and different bits that the women have been up to because... Uh, as, as other members of the podcast might know, one of the uh, women current women's champions has popped up on it in a different galaxy far, far away as well in the last week. So if anybody hasn't been keeping up with it, I haven't actually seen it yet, but I have seen her, her cameo a little bit. Um, Sasha Banks has popped up as a character in The Mandalorian. So huge, huge congratulations for that, because that, from, you know, from the biggest wrestling company or sports entertainment bin, um, company in the world to essentially one of the biggest franchises ever. That, that that's huge, and I think that's and and it's it's one of the good series that's come out of it as well, not one of the uh, sort of relative cash cows. Any, anybody seen that yet? I haven't seen the episode yet. No. no. I, didn't, I didn't think. I didn't. I didn't think Matt and Paul had seen it because uh, you know they're. they're too, too busy still trying to catch up with what Spock did on Star Wars last time. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, the the other thing as well, the other piece of news to come out of the women's division is we got a bit of a abrupt release uh, this past week in Zelina Vega being let go from WWE, seemingly for not giving up her extracurricular activities in terms of Twitch and um, the sort of streaming stuff that she does. Uh, I think we talked about it before that a crackdown was coming um, that Vince apparently wasn't that keen on them and um, doing stuff like that for uh, their own personal gain outside of WWE and the stance was, was set to be strengthened that he, he wasn't going to uh, take any of it well Zelina Vega's not back down and just gone just like I think it, 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 I mean she went it was, back down is like she kind of wouldn't back down. She kind of then also pushed all the chips into the centre by going, "All right, then I've started myself a little uh, OnlyFans uh, sat page as well." So, uh, mm. how do you like that? Kind of thing. That was like, I mean, I'd like, I'd like, I'd like to point out at this point for those of you that it's just for her cosplay. It is nothing rude. So you know, <laughs> if you have, if you, if you were thinking about pausing this to go off to that website, I wouldn't worry about it right now. Carry on listening. Some good stuff. I'm sure she'd appreciate um, that. Well, yeah, but you know, if, if anybody's going off to a website to click a button, go on to YouTube if you're not already on there and click subscribe for the channel. The, this man, this man, he, he knows how, he knows how to sell it. That's what I like about. <laughs> <laughs> There's no so, cosplay this Oh, to be fair, if we got if we got however many subscribers, I'm pretty sure Andy would wear a fancy dress for you. If you want. I absolutely <laughs> would. 
100,000 subscribers, I'm wearing a dress. Let's do this. <laughs> but, uh, it's it's fine. I can say that they don't make dresses in my size. So, n not only did she then push all the chips in, as Matt said, but she, she also knew how to push the buttons, because assuming that she'd been letting, like, know what was happening, she then tweeted out that she supported unionisation for the wrestlers, and less than ten minutes later, her, announce, uh, her, her release was announced officially on, on all the socials and on WWE's website, so... She knew, yeah. it, she knew exactly what she was doing there, though. She always said... She'd been given the news, and she knew. Like, she, she pretty much knew when they were going to sort of like do their like updates. So she just got ahead of the game, basically, and just uh, decided to give them one last. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're going to burn your bridges, do it properly, eh? Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, if you if you want to if you want to shaft your husband in the, in the process, just do that as well. Well, that's. With you mentioning that, that that's the other kind of rumor floating around. Obviously, no, nothing confirmed, but seen that apparently that Alistair Black had asked for his uh, return to NXT which was denied um, obviously only they will know the, the real order of events but obviously it makes for a nice story for the people that need to run that kind of stuff so yeah that's it's a bit of an odd one that but I guess time will tell I, I just I, I hope that he does get his own sort of dues and isn't kind of uh, pulled under but well, I guess we'll see, see over time. But, but yeah, that that was kind of like the main sort of three bits I'd picked up on over the last last few weeks. Anyway, um, so yeah, this coming weekend is Survivor Series, so it's coming again live from the Thunderdome inside the Amway Centre. Still stuck there because of the old COVID, as we have been for months and months and months. Um, it has become WWE's annual Thanksgiving. Uh, tradition. It's been around since 1987. Uh, anybody know what the first main event was? When I say anybody, I'm obviously referring to Rain Man at the bottom corner just there. Uh, uh, Hogan Andre in some guys. Well, that's a different video entirely. Um, but it was Team Only Andre versus... <laughs> Team Andre versus Team Hogan with uh, Team Andre picking up picking up the win in their first main event. But since 2016 and the reintroduction of the brand split, Survivor Series has primarily been the battle for brand supremacy, um, pitting Raw versus SmackDown until last year where NXT joined in, just for once, just so they could say first time ever for another couple of weeks. Uh, but NXT being a noticeable absentee this year. Um, this is the point, ladies and gentlemen, where... I need to ask for thirty seconds. Not <gasps> because I'm not because I'm nipping off to Zelina Vega's OnlyFans. We'll we'll leave that <laughs> alone now. <laughs> so if, uh, if if somebody can give me thirty seconds, I might not even fill the time this this month. Right? Are we ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay. So Survivor Series brand supremacy, absolutely fine. Great idea. But the winning team, what do they really get? What is it actually for? Why should we be invested that Raw or SmackDown actually win when the winners don't really seem to get anything? I think they need to rejig that idea and possibly have the, the winning teams get the later entrance in the Royal Rumble match, is my thought. But 
that's how I would make it better. Stop! Yeah, that, that is my time. Anybody else pick up on that? Anybody else agree or disagree? Uh, as 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 is uh, as is standard with my internet connection, it dropped out just as you were giving your uh, explanation, so I didn't hear any of it. <laughs> well, this will be interesting. I could, we could make you go back and listen to it, Paul. Just to, yeah, exactly. There we uh, go. Prolong the agony. No, so basically, it just just saying that we're we're, we're fed this brand supremacy line for who's going to win, Raw or SmackDown, Raw or SmackDown, but the winners don't get anything. So what does it matter? And that well, I think sure, that I'm sure someone like covered this. It might it might have even been Taz way back when Taz had his daily show on radio, and he said, "Surely they need to put some sort of." stakes on it so like the team that wins overall gets the first pick in the next like the next year's draft or they get extra picks in the mm. superstar shakeup or whatever it is that they do just do something or like they get to take um one of the one of the wrestlers from one of the from the other brand mm-hmm. my, my suggestion my suggestion was that they, they they get the guaranteed later spots in the rumble just to Put that bit more because the, the rumble's quite quite an easy one to do because it, it sounds really good if you could be like the last five or the last in the last three or you, you know however many surviving that survivor series team get the last few spots but ultimately anybody you know number one could still win the royal rumble but it sounds good it sounds like there's a bit more to it so that that would be my uh, my answer to it to win main to be the main event at wrestlemania kind of thing doesn't yeah yeah, so like determining whether it's the, the 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 WWE or the Universal, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that'd also be be fine. Um, like this this weekend, though, despite all the matches and stuff that have been advertised, it's kind of been overshadowed already by the fact that WWE have been promoting that this weekend we're apparently going to get a final farewell to the Undertaker. So he. he debuted at Survivor Series in 1990 and realistically there probably aren't enough like nice words to describe the sort of career that he's, he's gone on to have and um, I still think probably like the most surprising stat if you like from his career is that he's only held a world title seven times and you compare that to somebody like Cena or Orton who were on 16 and 14 respectively and seven just kind of seems ludicrous really but I guess that's probably more of a snapshot on kind of the the audience, maybe of, of the you know the the kind of time it was. Whereas people, when Undertaker was first starting, could probably put up or cope more with like a, a title reign that lasted longer than a year. Whereas now it's like people want to see it change a little bit more. So maybe, maybe it's a sign of the times. Maybe that's just me being a grumpy old man. I'm not sure. Um, I think you all know the answer to that. <laughs> we. Um, is the problem is the problem that he's never been and it's probably sacrilege well, he's never been the superstar in the way that like when he first came along it was Hogan then uh, dare I say like The Rock and um, Stone Cold and then Cena and then whoever they've kind of it's, it's, it's never been the person who they've pushed as the kind of the main guy, he's like all faithful, you know that you know everybody knows him, everybody loves him. 
but he's never the person. You know, and obviously, the problem is as well, you can't send him to do you know late night shows like Letterman or whatever they stick you know Cena on and stuff like that to go and promote the product because that's not what The Undertaker does kind of thing and which kind of left him with that kind of thing of you can't have him as the champion when you can't go and promote the company as like kind of thing which it, it's 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 that's, it's, that's it's a sort of viewpoint I've never really thought about in, in a way then by sort of sticking to kayfabe for the character is kind of you mean he's like actually cut himself off from more title opportunities is that kind of what you're getting with yeah yeah yeah, I never even. I, do you know? What? I would have never thought about it like that. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like, get where you're coming from, and that that makes a lot of sense. So, we we don't really know what what form this farewell is going to take this weekend. Like, will he deliver some sort of speech? Will it be kind of like a "This is your life" kind of a deal with like like sort of people from his past coming back or? Is he there to kind of put somebody over on his way out, or, or dare dare I even say it? Is this the start of a build to one more match, maybe? Oh, Paul, there is a there is a hand question from the uh, ginger gentleman in the bottom right hand corner. <laughs> so, as soon as it, as soon as they started with the oh, this is going to be his big farewell and stuff like that, the uh, the flashing started. And the uh, the sirens were going off, and I was just thinking, angle alert, angle alert, angle alert, angle alert. Um, and I always way overthink these things. So this might take me a while. So it, it, this this could get long winded, and I, at some point, inevitably, the internet will drop out. So I'll probably just like stop talking at some point. <laughs> so Andy's just cut you off then. Mate. I can't remember how long ago it was, but there was a period of time. It may have been six ticks to eight weeks ago. Apparently, Sting's stuff was taken off the WWE shop. Yep, true. Or he was removed from, like, or he was moved to the alumni page or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then, they started running these, on the network, they were running this thing, 30 Days of the Dead Man, and then it showed the, like, the, the, the different things they were going to run. So the untold thing with him and Orton, the Paul Bearer story, the Brothers of Destruction thing, and then the second round of the um, Broken Skull Sessions thing with Austin. At one point, or at a point in the video, um, it obviously shows The Undertaker, and then there's a crow that sort of calls, and that got me thinking, is that a little subtle sort of nod or spoiler that they're going to try and do the sting thing obviously just 20 years too late it'll be a massive mistake if they do it but it's the it's the one match that people have always wondered whether it's going to work yeah. and if they don't do it now they're never going to do it so that not that match though even now for how for how limited the like the joint mobility would be and I'm talking between both of them not just individual elbows and knees and stuff um, it's, the, it's the equivalent of like when Madrid signed Beckham just the amount of merch they'd shift off the back of that match oh, God. is it, like nobody wants to see it but it'd still sell a lot of stuff so and as well w- in the way that it currently is set up 
I, ironically, if they were ever going to do it, now was probably the perfect time to do it because they just do it in a cinematic style. Yeah, and they do it in a controlled environment where they can just stop it, reshoot it, take out the bits that look terrible, and they can make it look as good as they want it to look. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, even if by the time that they get round, so. uh, like even if they're putting fans in in the stadium, that match doesn't necessarily have to take place in full at the very least, does it? Like that, they can. They, they seem to have, have mastered that style, as you say. I suppose that's one of the. Uh, Learnings from the last few months, if you like, yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's a fair point. I'd, if they do it, like I say, it'll purely be money based. Um, I don't think he needs to do it. If he's going to do anything else with anybody else, then to me, as as a man who seemingly is is of the old school, I would have thought he'll probably do that to like a younger star personally. Um, but yeah, I suppose that I suppose that remains to be seen. The, the other ones that everybody was talking about at one point was uh, when Balor was the demon, wasn't it? Or uh, would would they ever go to the point of the fiend versus Taker as well? Yeah, we'll see, I guess. But I suppose trying to predict what what may happen there. But in the future, has, has anybody got any any particular favourite Taker memories whilst we're whilst we're on that subject? Well, for me, it's just the, um, I think I said it to you at the time, it was when we went to WrestleMania 30, and obviously everyone knows what happened there, and then in the aftermath of us both just being like, what the, has just happened there, I think I turned to you and said, oh well, at least we're in the in like a select group of people who've, who've been to WrestleMania and only have read The Undertaker's music once. <laughs> um, I've got, like a bit like yeah, being being there for the end of the street was a surreal thing that I don't think will anybody, especially at the moment, nobody's going to be in that that size of a whole crowd. But um, to hear it all so quiet was just bizarre. It it was genuinely like somebody had died. It was weird. Um, it was just a, it was a really strange. It was just like a really strange aura, wasn't it? It was just really. Yeah. It, was, it was almost like you know when they say like. When like a goal scored, and they just say it completely sucked the air out of the out of the place and so that. It literally felt like that. It literally, mm. it's like the equivalent of like a last minute goal going in against your team, where everyone's just like absolutely deflated, and everyone was just like, "What?" But it, yeah, it was bizarre. But then, like other st- other stuff that sort of springs to mind for me with him was probably at a time when not because of the product, but I was was maybe drifting out of it a little bit. Um, Due to like moving house and obviously everything was on Sky at the time and all the rest of it, but like back it was the return at uh, Judgment Day 2000, um, especially because it was the the end of the Iron Man match between The Rock and Triple H, and his return not only was awesome, but it also meant that Triple H got the title off the Rock layout. So you know that's knew it. Little bonus. Little bonus. You was gonna say that you're such an asshole. So so yeah, that the, but that whole kind of like. Introduction is that that was like the, the American badass on it, and um, obviously that night will also I think that's the night that will also be remembered for the the point where he uh, allegedly borrowed the Godfather's trousers, which they still deny to this day. So if you don't know about that, look it up because it is quite a funny story. Um, Matt, any, anything from you or Andy? 
I, I, I was just I, I, I was just kind of thinking back to like I think like as a kid one of my mates had it I don't I can't it was a long time ago um, I can't remember a video for it was either a rumble or a Wrestlemania and it was just like obviously they kind of cut the kind of vignettes of him in like a really kind of shonky looking graveyard with Paul Bear but he still like scared the shit out of you you can still like see it now but I, I, I wish I could remember what event it was but like the kind of the, the kind of promo for it was really really good um, I can't when, when we went to see Raw in Birmingham did, was he there as well was he at that one I think he was um, I've I've been lucky enough to see him two or three times in the UK the first time I was supposed to see him was at Rebellion 2002 and he ended up flying home because his, his daughter was born um, so all excited to see him on the day and then missed out there but then yeah like you say seen, seen him a couple of times and I'm sure he was at Birmingham when we went I think it's just it's just the atmosphere it's obviously whatever they do to the arena the kind of you know, they obviously they turn the air con on or they kind of do something that it goes really, really cold. It goes really, really dark. Obviously, all the speed, the mist comes down. It's just like something way different to anybody else coming out. That you know, mm. it, it, there's some people have great entrances and like entrances that you witness where it's like complete shock. But nothing has this. You know, you imagine that everybody has the same reaction every time The Undertaker comes out. I can't imagine anybody else, I can't imagine anyone having a different reaction to him coming out. It's, everyone goes quiet, everyone turns around, everyone kind of, it's like it's a weird kind of, a mystical kind of thing, and you think, he is just a dude who wrestles, and, and that's what it is, you know. Yeah. But but it is a kind of different reaction to like any, then, any other wrestler. As well, coming coming from like the era that he did, where pretty much everybody attempted to be like a gimmick in terms of like a job or like you know the, like, Spark, like Sparky Plug and uh, like like uh, Duke the Dumpster Drossy and all and all the rest of them, they all they all had like a job and like not that again they were particularly um, like bad wrestlers by any stretch because they're not, but like all that kind of died off. Like it, people then eventually saw through the gimmicky thing, but yet after all this time, he's the only one that remained, like, and nobody, nobody sort of was bothered, if you like, that, it, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of not ignored, it was just kind of like taken, I guess, as a thing that, you know, the Undertaker is the Undertaker, completely separate from, from all the rest of them, and he, he just, he just is that, that thing on his own, like, and I suppose that kind of speaks to the, the effort that he put into the, the whole character and the build for everything. Oh, definitely. Andy? I saw something in the last week about how the first episode of Raw uh, was he the first match on the first episode of Raw? I don't know if he was the first match. I think he was the main event. The first main event, yeah. Because no, uh, that was 93, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, the video was saying like he's synonymous with Raw and stuff. Um, so I'd seen like the, the clips of the of that first episode of Raw that he was in. Um, stuff that stands out for me was um, at the point that they introduced Kane um, and and that, just that battle between 
The Undertaker and Kane and you know, that it seemed to go on forever. And then there was times that they'd sort of team up and 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 that sort of stuff. The stuff that Matt was saying earlier that when you when you'd sort of said to us, oh, you know, think about like your favourite matches and stuff. I was thinking similar to what Matt had been saying, like the Undertaker was never like the top dog. It was always that maybe like just a tier below. There was always someone that seemed to be bigger. There was always someone that seemed to be the bigger draw. But I mean what, thirty years of absolutely solid wrestling and 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 matches and you know dependability I guess. He is weird that he was never, like you say, he was never the top guy, but you could you can never argue that he wasn't like always in the top five at any time he was there and stuff like that. I think as well, like for the for the people who have kind of grown up watching it in the last sort of maybe you know fifteen years or so, and they've only kind of seen him in that kind of bit part role where he's he's been there for a few months and off for a few months, and and then eventually going into what felt like his, his annual one match a year at, at WrestleMania kind of a, a deal. Like they're miss they're missing out so much on like especially on that um, the, the like the early run right from when he started like what Matt was saying about the, the like the hockey graveyard stuff and the the the, um, the funeral parlor stuff with Paul Bearer but then like right through like people I think now seem to almost forget that like SmackDown wouldn't be as big of a deal as it as it was when it first split if it wasn't for him. Um, like that feud with Edge was just like something else that that really lit that brand on fire at the time. The um, stuff he did, the, the stuff he did as a wrestler, like when he first came onto the scene, was like, I mean, you you kind of like indie marks nowadays have got absolutely nuts for it because he was a big big dude doing quite high flying stuff. You know, and kind of, but it was all you know the bounce, you know, bouncing on the on the on the ropes and the you know flying out the ring and stuff like that. And it it would it was something completely different at the time, and something that wasn't really kind of you know probably not celebrated enough because it came at a time when it wasn't you know the the thing to do. Yeah, I, like. I think it speaks volumes as well. Like if you if you say to to most people, like, tell me an Undertaker match that you've watched, I would say eight or nine out of ten will say Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Um, the the other two will probably say Triple H at WrestleMania. Um, but even take out take out those two people and just go back and watch the the matches that he had. Like say with with people like Edge, with then Kane. Um, like all the stuff we've completely missed out the Ministry of Darkness sort of era as well like that just unreal so much so much good stuff other than just what people will remember from the last sort of like 10 years or so so much stuff um, and for somebody who could have been put into for want of a better expression given his uh, <laughs> put into a box they, like they could have he could have stuck with that hooky Undertaker and never been seen again, but somehow managed to keep the character going all this time with the the, the reinvention stuff. So just unreal. But um, anyway, we, 
we could probably do like a full week on the Undertaker, if not more. So we'll we'll probably leave that one there for now. But we'll see what happens this weekend. Um, and just as we say about leaving that there, we will just take a momentary break, as Mister Cook will always tell you. You won't feel a thing. We'll be back in a second. And just like that, here we are again. So, as as we've uh, sort of covered the Undertaker uh, situation now, if you like, we'll uh, move on to the the matches. What you know, what we're here for? Get them predictions in and uh, see if anybody can take that tile away from Mister Cook. Um, we have got the traditional Survivor Series matches involved, um, but we have one, two, three, four, five, six matches announced. Uh, for the time of recording, uh, some of the teams are not complete. I will say at this time we will get to that, but um, we shall start with the women's Survivor Series five-on-five elimination match. So, originally Team Raw was named as Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose, and then Lana making up the numbers. Um, obviously, two two tag teams and, a, and somebody who's a singles wrestler, but they've, they've not exactly been. Uh, showing cohesion, if you like, for the last nine straight weeks since joining the team, Lana has been put through the announce table by Nia Jax. Um, oddly, probably the only person that Nia Jax hasn't injured in that nine-week span. Um, but yeah, it was an effort to, get, to try and get Lana off the team, it seems, but yet, here she is, still going. In a bit of a twist to the, the team lineup, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke were removed this past Monday on Raw due to injury and replaced with Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. It seems that it is a, a Mandy Rose injury um, that's removed the, the tag team, um, but they've, they've written off uh, Dana Brooke with like a storyline injury for, for this match coming up. Team SmackDown isn't actually full as, as of recording, uh, but it currently consists of Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, obviously two members of the, uh, of the Riot squad there. And the final two places are going to be uh, going to be filled on this week's SmackDown. I probably expect Natalia to get one of those two slots, um, and I'm wondering if they might sling Bailey in there, as obviously there's no uh, challenger for the women's women's title. So I guess we'll find out on Friday. That that is just my speculation. Um, with the elimination matches, gents, I'm going to ask you for uh, the team winner. And um, a survivor. If your pick is within the surviving group, if there is more than one, then you will get a point for that. Um, as usual, we've got the four of us to make predictions, but I think Mr. Cook also has some news on that front. How right you are, Mr. Woodmancy. Um, as we invite our listeners and viewers to do, um, the predictions are open to anyone. And this time round, somebody has taken us up on our offer. Big shout out to uh, Jack Attack for sending in, not only sending in in his predictions. Uh, I won't I won't spoil it, but uh, in uh, fully fully in spreadsheet format. Well done, Jack. Big fan. Um, I did hint. I did hint, Stu, that. there might be not only a participation trophy, but obviously if he wins, we might be able to slide a little gift his way. So, uh, 
that. Absolutely right. We can, yeah, we can sort that out for sure. And get our heads um, together and uh, get him a little something over. Well, I, in in the uh, Andy's basement that I'm currently residing in, I, um, I can see that there is a little shelf with a couple of uh, prizes on. So who knows? If he picks, if he picks correctly, we can sort that out. Um, so yeah. Well, shall we shall we lead off with a guest prediction then? New new to the uh, new to the podcast, so let's let's see what he's got. So who does Jack think is going to be the women's Survivor Series match winners? What team? According to the information that I've been provided, five on five women's Survivor Series elimination match w- team winner, Team SmackDown. Okay. Individual winner. Bianca Belair for Team SmackDown. Okay, I am going to just jump on the back of that and say he has it picked my exact prediction for that match. And as I said, we will give a point if the person is in a group of survivors from said team. But I think this whole match has been set up to make Bianca Belair look even more of a, a beast. Um, just so that they can give her the EST of Survivor Series tag to add on to all the other EST stuff that she does too. Um, so yeah, I am my prediction exactly the same. So I, I am on that wavelength too, Jack. Okay, uh, Andy, you, oh, Andy's all over this as well. Yeah, I feel, I, I feel I feel a little silly now, but yeah, that I I, I am also in agreement with uh, with Big Jack there. So uh, if you could just pop me down for the same, that'd be amazing. Yep. Well. What have, we, what have we got then uh, from you then, Mr. Moore? I'm going to go with Raw. Team Raw. Points. Playing for points. And just like after all the crap she's been through, I'm going to go with Lana. What? Exactly. Just oh, one second. Alright. There we go. So, Matt is going for Team Raw. And... Man, to, to, to quote an old game show, if that's there, I'll give you the money myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paul? So, I'm currently in the process of trying to find whether a person I'm going to pick is on SmackDown, because I'm going to go for SmackDown to win. Okay. Um, the person I'll have as the, as the survivor will be the TBD... Uh, and I will have that particular TBD as Natalia. Okay. Natalia's got TBD. <laughs> just, a, just a dirty rumour. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Natalia is definitely on SmackDown. She's been trying to get on the team for the last two or three weeks um, and has, has kind of fallen, at, you know, when it's been like a, a triple threat or whatever. So... She keeps insisting that they should just put her on the team, and I think this Friday she will be put. She will be put on the team in some way, shape, or form by a win or, or, or otherwise. So yeah, I think I think that's a reasonable shout as well. Um, the next one on my list, I have uh, the, as as it's the best of the best. It is champion versus equivalent champion. So just because it's Andy's favourite. We'll let him take the uh, the lead on this one. So it's going to be the Raw Tag Team Champions, the New Day, Honestly. taking on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits. Uh, these two teams have been traded opposite ways. Um, 
and they've even exchanged the tag titles along the way. Uh, the Hurt Business did have an opportunity to take the Raw Tag Team titles this past week, uh, but the power of, posit- power of positivity prevailed. God damn it, I shouldn't have written that there. Um, and the New Day came out on top, so the New Day keep their spot at Survivor Series. Just as a little uh, a little nugget for you as well, Andy, seeing as you love them so much, I know how you enjoy it when we talk about the New Day. Did you see that they have been announced as playable characters in the next Gears of uh, Gears of War Five DLC pack? All three members of New Day going to be in Gears of War. I did. I had a I had, I had a little sick. I was like, when I, when I heard it, um, honestly, the, the I. I, I Rendered speechless by the whole process, uh, and I would like to uh, I, I would like to fire back and say, yet again, there is absolutely no way that I can put down the new day to win this. I, I, even even if they even if they win, I'm happy to lose the points on this one because they can just do one. So uh, not only is it street profits for me. Big Jack's in there as well, so if you can stick Jack down for the street profits, okay. both he okay. and I would appreciate it. Both locked in for those ones. Paul, where are you going? Hmm. I'm assuming we're all in agreement this takes the couldn't give a shit portion of the evening. Ah, uh, with. I wouldn't say couldn't give a shit, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did it on the pre-show. Let's put it that way. Uh, just because I think they can probably afford to take the loss a bit more than the uh, street profits. Uh, yeah, stick me down for the street profits as well. Okay, Matt. Um, it's- very seamy to everybody else, but I've already got me one rogue kind of thing, so but street profits as well. Okay. Well, I am gonna play for the point and I'm gonna put New Day. <laughs> Why not? Um, sick of me. Well, yeah, it's your boys. <laughs> this is where it comes up Andy has left the car. <laughs> um, so, Swiftly moving on for, for, for the sake of uh, Andy, Andy Sanity. The uh, the women's champion versus champion match. This time the, the Raw women's champion Asuka takes on newly minted SmackDown champion Sasha Banks. Uh, these two are no strangers to each other really after a bit of a, a longer rivalry earlier in the year with Asuka actually taking the Raw title from Banks um, a few months ago. Both women are two of the three current WWE superstars as well to hold the women's Grand Slam. Do you, you know who the other one is? There she is, Paul. Paul, it's as if you knew. Congratulations. Um, yep, Bailey is the other one, yep. for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube. Um, Sasha has also defended a title this this uh, past fortnight and actually retained it for the first time in, in her career. Um, that also was against Bailey. Um, but has been constantly attacked by Carmella ever since Carmella returned. So, moving into predictions... I'm going to take this one first, and I am going to go for Asuka. Purely because I think she's a better wrestler, for one, but I 
still think Carmella will have a, a, a handle in this somewhere and possibly cost her the match. Um, that's my thought. That's just it's, it's simple as that for me. Um, Paul, what have you got? Since you since you've got the t-shirt, let's go to you. Again. <laughs> as his, internet, as, his, as his internet drops out, as I threw it to him. Did you ask me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, did you ask me? Yeah, you must have asked me yeah. when it was like resetting it all. Um, yeah. I caught basically what you were saying, and I wholeheartedly agree. I think Asker will win it because Carmella will cost uh, yeah. Sasha the uh, Andy? I am absolutely with uh, both you and Paul. Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to clear the screen, and I've ended up muting myself, which was amazing. Uh, I'm absolutely with you and Paul on this one. I agree that uh, Asuka's going to be taking it. However, Jack does not agree. Jack truly, truly believes that Sasha is going to be uh, is going to be winning this one. Well, Matt's pick will determine if uh, if it's the four of us or just Jack getting a point on this one then are you going Sasha Banks or Asuka Matt do you play for points or do you play for what you actually believe and like you said that Asuka is the better wrestler and but are they going to do something that kind of uh, Sasha's thrown off the shackles of Bailey and she's kind of you know, better than that and stuff like that. Is that a, is that a, is that a DQ back, I can hear coming Sasha around the Banks. corner? <laughs> yeah, but then what do they do with the points? Sasha Banks. I don't, I don't know what insult was thrown at me there, but there. No, it absolutely <laughs> wasn't. No, um, Andy was just surmising that there may, there may be a DQ finish, but I'm... I'd, oh. <laughs> I'm staying away I'm staying away from them this time around with the, the whole kind of points on the line thing. For the bronze. Okay, so halfway through the predictions, everybody has a different read so far. Um, yeah, but we haven't got three three the same from what I can see. So looking looking good. Next on the card then is probably the one that I'm most interested in personally, and might surprise you because it isn't the Drew McIntyre match. Um. It's the Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn, versus the US Champion, Bobby Lashley. Uh, Raw's US Champion and CEO of the Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley takes on the Great Liberator, as he's come to be known, although uh, that's a very strange nickname, as nicknames go. But the Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn. Uh, it's, it's often been said that styles make matches, and you can't really get more contrasting styles than these two, with the, the power of Bobby Lashley and kind of the, the, the cunning and sort of wiliness of, of Sami Zayn. But who is going to come out on top in the mid-card battle? Andy, what has Jack got? So Jack has gone Sami Zayn on this one. Okay. And anybody agree with him? Oh, Paul. Why, why are you going Sami Zayn, Paul? So I reckon he'll get it by... This this is the this is one of those matches that like shouldn't take place because it's a heel versus a heel. So from a from an audience perspective, who who gets the sympathy? Like, you, surely you want them both to lose because you dislike them both. It, it's 
strange booking. I know, I know they're just doing it because they're both they're both the mid card champions and stuff like that. But um, I think of the two, Sami Zayn's the easier to hit. So I think he will get the win by nefarious means. Okay. Um, I do not agree. Um, based on what you've just said, I should probably back this up at the moment as well with the fact that technically we still do have one show to go and I wouldn't put it past them throwing in the Continental title match on Friday and changing it so it does become a heel-face dynamic. Yeah. Obviously, we, for, for predictions-wise, we will just take it as if you pick the Raw guy, cool. If you pick the SmackDown guy, cool. And that's how I'll settle it. Um, but regardless of, of, of if that comes to fruition or not, I'm picking Bobby Lashley. Um, the Hurt Business have been absolutely like tearing a hole in everything they've touched so far. So, with the exception of Retribution this past week, of course, um, they let Team Raw try and do that instead. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm picking Bobby Lashley. He's, bit, he's, a, he's a main part of uh, the Hurt Business, and I, I can't see them putting a dent in their armor just yet. So that's that's where I'm laying that card. We've got some some nodding going on from Andy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Bobby with Lashley you, I'm for with you, you on that one. Okay, and Matt, Matt's kind of all mysterious in the dark corner down there. I can't really see what he's, he's keeping keep them cards close to his chest. Um, they, I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley as well. I think they're, they're building the hurt business to be kind of something a decent stable in a lot of stables that they've got at the moment. Not 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 AW level of stables, but then kind of they've got quite a few going at the moment with you know the aforementioned retribution. Um, so you're yeah. talking bad about Slapjack. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You'll send T bar round, of course. <laughs> and man at arms. Quinn <laughs> will be there as well. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I just think they're gonna they, they're doing the build on them, and I don't know whether it'll be like a, a world title thing with one of them or something like that. But I think they're gonna keep them looking strong. Well, they they obviously they obviously took a loss uh, against you boys um, this past Monday, as we discussed. But I can see obviously the tag titles are coming their way sooner rather than later. I think after Survivor Series, um, US Bobby Lashley, you would have thought would be the guy to go for the the world title again. But they've done Lashley versus Drew, so maybe that'll be put on the back burner until the the WWE title changes hands again. Who knows? But I can't I can't see. Unless they're going to put the twenty four seven on MVP, but that seems a bit a bit cheap. It might devalue the group a little bit, but we'll see. I think they'll all end up with gold at some point. Um, and and who knows? A bit of fantasy booking will that end up being where undisputed era finally make the jump up and do the whole golden prophecy on the main roster? Who knows? Um, so skipping back from the very distant future to the very immediate future, and we'll move on to the men's Survivor Series match. So, Team Raw this time is made up of a self-proclaimed team captain, AJ Styles, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, and everybody's favourite bro, Matt Riddle. Just just riddle now, please, Stuart. Oh, uh, riddle me this. Sorry, I forgot all about that. Yeah, but it was Matt Riddle when he was named to the team, wasn't it? Anyway, I'm, let's not get into that. <laughs> 
He'll probably, he'll probably by the time that this podcast airs, he'll probably have had his first name back and then taken away again. So, um, yeah, but the, the, currently the, the Blue Brand have only got four members to their team, again with the, the final member to be uh, named this coming Friday. Um, Seth Rollins, King Corbin, Paul, just settle down, Kevin Owens, and Jay Uso. Um, so, yeah, Descent has kind of been the story with Team Raw uh, on the build-up to this one. Uh, like I said, they lost their tune-up match to Retribution on Raw this past week after some arguments broke out between the teammates, uh, namely Sheamus and uh, Strowman. Um, the SmackDown sort of team story has been integrated into the Roman Reigns issue uh, with his cousin Jay earning one of the first spots on the team and then being set out to prove that he can beat other members that are on his own team. Uh, so yeah, bit, kind of two varying builds. There's no kind of been in any of these really been no so far anyway no direct kind of contact or, or kind of like you know bad words or whatever anything between the, the two sets of competitors. So they have kind of been very much individual stories. Um, but if we're going to pick a winner, let's do it. Matt, do you want to take this one first? Yeah, I'm going to go with SmackDown. Okay. And Kevin Owens to be the survivor. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Andy. See, I I toyed with that idea myself, like with the with the lists, but I still have this thing about Braun Strowman, and how mm-hmm. the. I feel like they still need to do something with him. Well, they have been publicising his um, value in past Survivor Series of late, so I don't know if that throws your decision anymore, because you know how they like to say that they've been champion for 300 days, and then they lose it. Yeah, go on. I'm not trying to... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Put me down for, for Braun. Okay. So Team Raw and Braun Strowman been amongst the survivors. Um, what does Jack have on his list? So, five on five men's Survivor Series elimination match. Team winner, Team Raw. Mm-hmm. And, I'll get to the actual... Uh, and, Jack has predicted Keith Lee as the winner of Team Raw. Okay, so I am also going Team Raw. I like what Jack's done. Keith Lee's had his uh, couple of spotlight moments over the last year, though, last year's Survivor Series in the NXT team, and then again at the Rumble. So I'm going to I'm gonna take his Keith Lee, I'm going to push him to a side, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Riddle. Uh, Vince seems to like him. Sticking him on the team in the first place, you see, he's got a fair crack to me of having that kind of uh, breakout moment as, as being a surviving member of Team Raw. So I'm I'm going for Riddle. I won't say Matt Riddle, soon as I get told off. Um, Paul, that leaves you with the final prediction for the five on five men's match. So I was I was going to go down exactly the same route as Jack, um, because I felt that they might sort of right the wrong that they probably should have gone with last year and I've had Keith Lee win it last year because that would have been really good for his character development so that 
However, I've sort of gone very smackdown heavy on my picks throughout the top of the quarter. <laughs> tactics, tactics are coming in. So, and they always, for some reason, they always seem to do this. They always seem to slant it more towards smackdown because obviously everyone thinks that Raw's the A show. So they're like SmackDown always needs these little victories here and there to sort of make it like right raise it up and so that. So I will go for I will go for Team SmackDown, and seems it just feels like they haven't done anything with him for a while, and he kind of needs something to sort of get himself back up into the sort of the main title picture. So I'll have Corbin as the uh, sole survivor. Man, we we should have seen that coming, and absolute. Why did I even ask him for a prediction? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not giving you what I want. If, if it was what I wanted, it was what it, I'd have had Keith Lee and Team Raw. But I just think, like, regardless of whether you like it or not, at some point, I mean, Corbin's gonna be the champion. It's false. Saying saying it saying it's not what you want. I mean, it's it's one thing to give us that horrendous prediction, but it's another thing to lie to the listeners. Paul, come on, we all know that that's what you want to happen. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. Take your point, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> so um, that leaves us with one prediction: WWE Champion versus Universal Champion. So, if you were expecting Randy Orton to be holding the WWE title until WrestleMania to possibly face a returning edge, which was a rumoured idea, um, obviously facing Roman Reigns at Survivor Series along the way, you would be very, very wrong. Um, Orton versus Drew McIntyre was booked for Raw this past week, and I, for one, am very happy that uh, Drew McIntyre claymored Orton in the skull and took back the WWE title. Um, booking his ticket to the main event of Survivor Series this year. Uh, I thought Raw was great this week, by the way, and the build-up to that match in itself, not just because I'm a McIntyre fan, but the build-up to the match made it actually feel like it was important. Um, The work that they've put in over the last few weeks to to build to that has been really solid. Um, They've also, I don't know if if you guys have seen his uh, Drew's entrance from Raw this past week, Um. Seamus has become his mate all of a sudden in in the backstage area again and uh, found an old family trunk with some of his gear in it and it just happened to be uh, a kilt that was very reminiscent of some of Drew's earlier ring gear so he wore that for his entrance but also had a actual Claymore sword for for his entrance as well which in a sort of reverse sword in the stone kind of moment pushed it into the stage which set his pyro off um, it looked pretty cool for a special entrance, but I really hope they don't do it every week. Um, I will say at this point, Sarah watched Raw with me this week and seemingly took an interest um, at the kilt moment for obvious stereotypical Scotch kilt-wearing rules. Um, but that's just a... Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that there. Um, so, yeah, I... As happy as I am that Drew is is once again WWE champion, and we'll touch on the fact that I feel bad for him that he's now won it twice in empty arenas. <laughs> Although this time around, at least he had video screens there, one of which had his wife and cat on, um, or his girlfriend and cat on, which was uh, a, f- a funny one. Um, I don't think he'll win this weekend. I think that if you're going to get a DQ. 
it could be this match. Do you want either either brand's champion to look particularly weak in losing? Probably not. But again, on top of that, I still think they just I think they love Roman Reigns as the bad guy a little bit too much. I can't I can't see him losing. Um, especially as well, Drew um, paid a visit to SmackDown last week and kind of preempted his win. Um, had a bit of a verbal with uh, Roman, so I don't know. I'm I'm picking Roman Reigns. I, d- I just don't see I don't see him Roman losing this weekend at all. So who who shall take the reins on the next pick? I can give you Jack straight off the bat because I've got it right here. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, Jack has gone for your man, Drew McIntyre. Okay, okay. I obviously I'd be happy if Drew McIntyre wins, but I've uh, gone head over heart on that one. Cool. Jack's pick is locked in. I am. I'm weirdly with you on this one. I, I just have this weird feeling that although he's only just won it, like won won the title back, I don't think he's winning this match. So, uh, if you can put me down for Roman Reigns on this one. Yep, that is in. Uh, Matt, who do you want? Um, see, I'm, I'm going to take the, the the wimp's way out because I can't see them. You know, you just he, he's had the, he's had, you know Drew, Drew McIntyre's had his build since you know two WrestleMania, then the win at WrestleMania, then kind of done it then gone through the Randy Orton kind of thing, won it back and all that kind of thing. Um, so I can't see them make, like leaving him to lose to 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 Roman. But then in theory, you kind of think, well, he has lost recently that would make it not unrealistic that he's lost. Um, but I think, well, I think it's got, I'm going to be specific as well. So I'm not being a complete pussy, but um, I think, so I think it's going to be a disqualification well, I think the Miz is gonna th- there'll be something with like the Uso, the other Uso, but I also think the Miz is gonna come out and give a uh, uh, McIntyre a whack with the briefcase that'll get the disqualification in the match. Cash in. I was gonna say you're going full cash in. Okay, um, I'm gonna put DQ cash in for that. Um, cool. Well, that I hope not. I don't don't let him have it for a week. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, I mean, it's whether it's whether he lose. I'm not saying that Miz is going to win the cash in, but um, I, I, it would be. It, I don't. Th- I think it'd be. I thought, yeah. I don't. I don't know whether something. I just think there's going to be a load of shenanigans with it. I just think it was. Did everybody see the fact that uh, our very own Mr. Paul Williams took over the Miz's Twitter account for half an hour this week? <laughs> So it's either that or the Miz, or the Miz listens to the podcast. If you do listen to the podcast, Miz, welcome along. Um, but yeah, Paul's so favourite catchphrase. Just subscribe while you're there. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's favourite catchphrase of uh, when it comes to, to title pictures was uttered across the Miz's uh, Twitter feed this week. So Miz said about the, all the hot potato that's been going on with the title, um, and uh, he intends to, to basically continue that by by taking it soon enough so could be this weekend could get you some points Mr Moore which leaves us 
with one pick to make. It's all on this, Paul. This could this could be the pick that gets your title back from uh, from last time out, or could make it worse for yourself. Who knows? What have you got? <laughs> is that Andy so, or is that RVD in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> So when, Matt, so when Matt didn't want to go full full shit house and uh, you know go for the no the no contest because we haven't had one, this is where I'm going to go for the no contest. Okay. So actually, Matt, I should clarify. You went DQ and the Miz would hit him, um, hit McIntyre. So so technically, that's a DQ finish, but McIntyre to win. Or are you just, yeah. or are you want, are you, are you wanting that as that, or are you wanting yeah. that as a no contest as well, just to just to make sure. I don't want, I don't want any controversy when it comes to handing this title out next time around. Yeah, so DQ McIntyre to win. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Right. So, this trying to cash in, but then obviously because he's cost Roman Reigns the match, he gets a shoe in from uh, Roman and whichever Russo brothers is bitch at the moment. <laughs> The one, the one that has two working legs, Jey Uso. Um, sorry, Paul, we jumped all over you there. I just had to get that straight in the book. You went no contest, so yeah. tell us why. So I just, I just think it's, it's like everyone said. Basically, you've got your two strongest characters at the minute, arguably. You've got your two champions. You don't want to make either of them look weak. Um, I know there's other ways you can get around it by doing a disqualification, doing a count, or whatever you want to do as about I just think they won't want to put a loss on either of them by any means. So I just think this is where you maybe get a Bray Wyatt in involvement. Obviously, I, I've not I've not seen much of, of Raw recently, so I know he's, he's tied into a storyline with Alexa Bliss at the minute. Um, I don't know where that leaves him in, in regard to being on the pay-per-view, but... Um, He's been he's been sort of flirting with the idea of the title picture, um, but this past week, seeming uh, it seemed to take a bit more of an interest in the Miz again because they've sort of between when Orton was holding the title, it was like McIntyre wasn't let anybody taking it other than him, but yeah. then Miz was lurking with the case, and then like Bray was was also kind of uh, there or thereabouts. So the the Miz. If the Miz takes the title, then the Fiend or Bray Wyatt will be will be straight in there. I should imagine to continue that. Well, in that case, let's let's put it this way. So let's go with the match comes to a spot where they're both down. Miz comes out to to do the cash in. Fiend blackout whatever they do now with the sort of the locking down of the lights and stuff. Um, they, he comes and gets involved. The Uso guy comes and gets involved. Hulk Hogan comes and gets involved. Undertaker comes and gets involved. I believe the phrase they use is "it's a schmoz." So they'll just have like it'll just be everyone who's everybody who's employed by the company will basically just be there. Heath Slater will come back for some reason because, as we know, he's got kids. But Paul is in like. Jim Cornette levels of overbooking right now. <laughs> Unreal. So af- after all that, I've just put no contest. I haven't listed the full list of uh, participants. <laughs> you just went with there. Um, I, I realised that you were probably naming them. Um, you're definitely not getting an extra point for everyone that you named if that does happen. 
Um, just just so you're aware. <laughs> so, that, as we've not as we've not mentioned it yet, is this where the Undertaker gets involved? Costs Roman the match and sets up a, a final match between them two. I hope not. It's been it's been done on it. I hope not. I know there was the whole kind of uh, wanting redemption after watching the last ride documentary. There's the wanting redemption for what happened in that match. So I suppose it could happen, but I hope not. Um, so yeah. But that's it. That is the final pick. Um, as I say, it's a very, very varied one this time. So we should hopefully have a clear winner. Um, and thank you very much to Jack for getting involved, sending in the predictions in. Really, really appreciate that. And if, if you do manage to pull off the victory, not only will you have the uh, the honour of being the, the, the champion, but like I say, we will sort something out for you. Um, if you want to send your predictions in as well, get involved, do the same, and get in touch with CookieCast via all the usual socials on Instagram, the comments, uh, the Twitter, email, get on the cookiecast.com as, uh, as Andy will, will likely tell you as well. But um, I mean, you can send him a letter if you want, but I mean, yeah. it's a bit of a long shot trying to guess his address. Well, um, just just send it cookie cast and just put it in an put it, put it in a post box anywhere and just yeah. it there. Do, do a crude drawing of the logo; it'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks guys for for your time tonight. Thanks for for joining in, everyone, and uh, enjoy Survivor Series. We'll uh, we'll see you next time out. Thank you. So there we go. What do you think to that? Not too bad. Not too bad. Big thank you to Stu collating everything and getting it all together ready for us to uh, dissect and really get in there big shout out and a big thank you to Jack sending in his uh, guest predictions uh, big fingers crossed never know, might be a prize winging its way YouTube watchers do subscribe it's the right thing to do and uh, you know you want to so there everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com check us out over there that's where you can get in touch with us you can send us your predictions and we'll add them to the list. How about that? So that's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. Bye.